had another hurricane pass through this week and I was able to have a day off of work, which was fine. It was really nice. Um, the hurricane was fine. It was really windy and rainy, but like it passed mostly through the night, so it wasn't even that bad, but it was nice to have a day off and just kind of hang out and watch movies and read and write and yeah, it was really nice. Um, I've been having a really hard time reading lately, to be honest. I've started like three books, but haven't really continued on with any of them. I don't know why. I just feel like nothing I'm reading is something that I really am in the mood for, I guess. But I, I don't know. I just feel like I've been in a slump and I'm trying to get out of it. I'm so close to finishing my reading goal this year and I don't want to not finish it. But anyways, like I have like 74. I've read 74 books and my my goal is 80 this year and I have like so little more to go but I'm just I've been struggling so hopefully I can get back on track and just pump out these these last six books that I need because I don't know it's been it's been rough but anyways Today, I wanted to do a part two of Taylor Swift's new album, Midnight's as Books. So she released the original Midnight's album, which is 13 tracks at midnight on October 21st. And then at 3 a.m., she surprised her fans with releasing seven more tracks that she calls the 3 a.m. tracks. And then there is a bonus track on the Lavender album that you can only get at Target. And it's like the exclusive Lavender edition with um, the bonus song and like two remixes of a couple other songs. But you can only hear them on the Lavender album. You can get the CD or the vinyl. They're on both. But yeah, it's so... Of course, I had to go to Target and get the Lavender album. I actually ordered it because I couldn't find any copies at the Targets that I went to. So I just ordered it. It came in and it's such a good song. That song, I wish, was on Spotify and we could just stream it because I can only hear it in my car and I just want to listen to it all the time, but it's really good. Um, so yeah, that's what this episode is going to be about today, but before I get into it, let's discuss my current read, which I think I will stick to. I'm a good way in already, almost maybe a hundred pages in already, and I'm really enjoying it actually, so I think I'm going to stick with this and make the books, um, to 75, my reading goal, um, to... 75 done and five left to go, but it's called The Roughest Draft by Emily Burley and Austin Segmundo Broca. It's a romance about two authors and they wrote a really successful book together 
and something happened one night like right before the books released to make them hate each other and refuse to work together again for four years and then they but they're they're contracted to write one more book together and so they did agree to work together for their different reasons and so it's like forced proximity they have to be um they have to like live in the writing house that they worked on their other book for and um they have to write the book in like three months or something like that super crazy but it's really good I'm enjoying it a lot and the tension between the two characters is really good um I'm excited to keep reading and find out what happened and why they refused to talk to each other anymore but yeah okay so the first 3am track on the album is called the great war and this song is about a huge conflict in a romantic relationship but staying together through the thick of it and um fighting for each other because their love is worth it to them and this reminded me of a kingdom of ash by sarah j mass it's the last book in the throne of glass series and it's one of my favorite books of all time it's has such an incredible ending to the entire series i won't spoil this for anyone but there's a great battle in the last book and the main characters have a chance to finally have peace the song lyrics say all that bloodshed at crimson clover the bombs were close and my hand was the one you reached for for all throughout the great war always remember the burning embers i vowed not to fight anymore if we survived the great war it turned into something bigger somewhere in the haze got a sense i'd been betrayed your finger on my hairpin triggers soldier down that icy ground looked up at me with honor and truth broken and blue so i called off the troops that was the night i nearly lost you i really thought i lost you you can plant a memory garden say a solemn prayer place a poppy in my hair there's no morning glory it was war it wasn't fair and we will never go back to that bloodshed crimson clover the worst was over my hand was the one you reached for all throughout the great war remember we burned for better i vowed i would always be yours because we survived the great war and if you've read this book I think that you would agree that this song fits like a glove. It's just such a perfect ending. And especially the lead up in the early books of the main characters kind of like they're in their they're in this era in their lives where they've kind of lost themselves and they're pretending to be somebody else to them like coming back to who they were, their roots and kind of facing all of that pain that is brought with that and fighting for the better and the goodness of what's best for their kingdoms and themselves and for each other and i feel like all of the um, couples in this book are kind of dealing with this kind of great war conflict in their own relationships 
in different ways. You have the two main characters who are literally trying to win a war, and then the other characters trying to battle with themselves and each other's demons and kind of help each other um, heal from their traumas and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I just, I thought this song fit like a glove for Kingdom of Ash. And if you haven't read Throne of Glass, you should read Throne of Glass. It is amazing and you won't regret it. The next bonus track is called Bigger Than the Whole Sky. And it's about loss. It's about losing someone and not having the memories that you wanted to have with that person. And it reminded me of two books. First, The Fault in Our Stars by John Green. I'm sure we all know how this story goes. We've seen the movie, we've read the book back in middle school. And um, it's about Hazel and she has lung cancer and she's wanting, she's just waiting for the next boot to drop until she, you know, there's no cure for her. She's just waiting until it's the end of the road and she's just kind of given up hope. She goes to a youth cancer group and like she meets this boy, his name is Augustus. He is this larger than life guy who lists, who kind of inserts himself into Hazel's life and kind of listens to her as she's struggling and he had a type of cancer and he had to have his leg amputated. Um, and she's reluctant to let him in because she doesn't want to get close and then lose him or have them lose her. But he kind of forces his way in anyways and he makes her make a wish dream come true which was to go visit her favorite author in Amsterdam and so they go and they find out um, really tragic news while they're in Amsterdam and they kind of have to deal with that and um, Hazel has a lot of grief and loss that she experiences through the rest of the book with Augustus getting sick and um it's like the most tear-wrenching book ever. I cried when I read this. It is so sad. Um, the lyrics in the song say, Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. You are bigger than the whole sky. You are more than just a short time. And I've got a lot to pine about. I've got a lot to live without. I'm never going to meet what could have been, would have been, what should have been you. What could have been, what have been, should have been you. And in the um, eulogy that she gives when Augustus does die, sorry for a spoiler, I don't think that's a spoiler. Um, she says, like, how there's all these infinities in the world and they were together for an infinite amount of time, even if it did end. But, like, there's all these infinities and... Um, she kind of uses that as like a metaphor for how it was with her in Augustus. And it's just so sad, so good. The other book that this reminded me of was um, You've Reached Sam by um, Dustin Thayo. 
And this is about a teenager, Julie, who has just lost her boyfriend. And she is trying to forget everything about him. She throws all of her, all of his stuff away. He, she doesn't go to his funeral. Um, she just wants to forget all of the memories that they had together. But she finds, um, she gets her yearbook early and she finds a, a note that Sam had wrote to her before the yearbooks went out before he died. And she sees this message and she decides to call his phone just to hear his um, voice one more time. But when she calls him, he picks up the phone and then it, it leads into the story. But I felt like, you know, this also goes with this song because she is just trying to forget all about Sam, but he doesn't want to be forgotten by her, and that's kind of why he comes back. Um, but yeah, I I definitely cried listening to this song. It definitely is big feels if you have lost anyone, and it's even like a friendship, even like your past self, you know what I mean? It's just a good song, and it was very um, emotional. The next track is called Paris. This song is like a complete 180 from the last song, which I think is kind of funny that she put the saddest song in the world next to like this pop song that starts off with like two girls gossiping with each other and you're like crying in the corner and then this song comes on and then you're like ready to disco dance again. Um, but yeah, this song is Paris. It's about being in love and trying to block out all of the distractions and just be together. The lyrics in this song say, privacy sign on the door and on my page and on the whole world. Romance is not dead if you keep it just yours. Levitate above all the messes made. Sit quiet by my side in the shade and not think and not the kind that's thrown. I mean the kind under where a tree has grown. I'm so in love that I might stop breathing, drew a map on your bedroom ceiling. No, I didn't see the news, cause we were somewhere else. Stumble down, pretend, cheap alleyways, cheap wine, make believe it's champagne. I was taken by the view like we were in Paris. And this song reminded me of People We Meet on Vacation by Emily Henry. This book is about Alex and Poppy. They are best friends. They have gone on vacations together every year for like the past 10 years. And they would always just rough the vacations when they had no money, when they were broke college students. They would find the cheapest way to travel. Poppy is this larger than life, wild girl. And Alex is more reserved and quiet and cautious. They're complete opposites, but they're best friends. But something happened on one of their vacations that um, they kind of fell apart and they've drifted apart ever since then. And um, because of that, they haven't gone on any vacations since. Um, but Poppy has one last chance to make things right with Alex and she invites him to go out on a vacation like they used to. Poppy is now like a travel 
blogger and so she gets sent to these really nice hotels to review the like resorts and destinations and stuff but she has this opportunity to kind of rough it back to her roots and so she invites Alex and um, she and Alex go reluctantly on this vacation together so that they can work out their differences because there's just one last chance to fall in love and so they kind of black everything out except for just them and that's what they're going to work on is each other and trying to at least be friends again um yeah this book is so good emily henry's books are just top tier for me they're just so amazing i would read her grocery list if i could um the next tract is called high infidelity and this song is about being in a loveless relationship and then having an affair which is not a good thing but the lyrics kind of make you empathize with the infidelator they say you know there are many different ways you can kill the one you love the slowest way is never loving them enough do you really want to know where i was april 29th do you really do i really have to tell you how he brought me back to life High infidelity, put your headphones on and burn my city. Your picket fence is sharp as knives. I was dancing around, dancing around it. And this song reminded me of After I Do by Taylor Jenkins Reid. This is one of my favorite books as well. It is so good and such an interesting concept. And I feel like this is a good book for like married people to read even though it's fiction but this book is about Lauren and Ryan their marriage is coming to an end they fell out of love a long time ago and they're kind of at this breaking point but they are scared to actually go through a a divorce they don't want to go through a divorce just yet so what they decide to do is to spend a year apart with no contact whatsoever And it will be like they're single. They can do whatever they want. They will see each other in a year. That's the rule. So after the year, they will decide if they want to stay together and try again or to go through with a divorce. Um, But during the course over the year, Lauren goes through a lot of growing pains. She But she does find herself. She learns that she isn't just a wife that she is um a woman she has her opinions matter her feelings matter and she doesn't have to just always give and give and give that she can like receive things back and be okay with wanting to expect the other person to to give back to her and you really don't know what's going to happen what decision they're going to make until the end of the book um and it's just it's so good it's so it has such a powerful meaning and message that I just love I loved watching Lauren find herself and rediscover her her femininity and her personality and just kind of be on her own for a while as she struggles through 
this feeling of like not wanting to be alone but she's forced to be alone and so she has to learn to be okay with that and I feel like it's such a great message like how can you expect somebody else to want to be around you if you don't even want to be around yourself and I think that's a great thing to learn and to always be working on and I think that's great. The next track is called Glitch and this is a fun song. I honestly had such a hard time finding a book to relate to this but after a lot of research I think I found which book I related to. So first I'll say the lyrics. Some lyrics say we were supposed to be just friends. You don't live in my part of town but maybe I'll see you out some weekend depending on what kind of mood and situationship I'm in and what's in my system. I think there's been a glitch. Five seconds later I'm fastening myself to you with a stitch and I'm not even sorry. Nights are so starry. Blood moon lit. It must be counterfeit. I think there's been a glitch. This song is about falling into a relationship by accident and these two people were only supposed to be friends but then they kind of fell literally fell in love on accident and this reminded me of the flat share by beth o'leary this book is about tiffy and leon tiffy was just dumped by her boyfriend and so she needs a new apartment she needs a cheap flat to stay in and leon he works nights at a hospital and he needs extra cash so he puts out an ad for a flatmate and Tiffy takes it. She works days, he works nights and weekends. So they don't ever have to be in the same apartment at the same time. The thing is, is that they share a bed, but they're never like at home at the same time. Um, but they've never met. And when Leon comes home after Tiffy's first day of living there, he sees her stuff all over the place, but it's like kind of like a ghost was there you know but anyways they start leaving notes for each other they start leaving food for each other and then they accidentally start falling for each other over these notes and this food and like even though they've never met until one night they actually do meet and I just love this idea I thought it was so cute and such like a good accidental relationship um, that happened so um okay the next song is would have could have should have and this one is rumored to be about taylor swift and her relationship with john mayer she wrote dear john about him which is on the speak now album and these two songs are about being too young in a relationship with an older man and kind of losing she kind of lost her innocence in that relationship and she regretted being with him and when they were together John Mayer was 32 years old Taylor Swift was 19 when they were together that is so young so young to be with a man over 10 years older than you I mean when you're 19 you are a teenager still even though she was in this world of fame and she was um, and I think she Speak Now had already come out by then, or Fearless had already come out by then, and it was wildly successful. 
still that is too young to be in such like a mature relationship um the lyrics say if you would have blinked then i would have glanced away at the first glance if you tasted poison you sh- you could have spit me out at the first chance if i was some paint did it splatter on a promising grown man and if i was a child did it matter if you got to wash your hands i could write a 10 page paper on this song There's so much to unpack and so much to relate it to how our society and how Hollywood treats young girls in the media and just sexualizes them even though they're too young and kind of blaming it on them that, oh, well, you chose this industry, so you need to be prepared to be treated like this when really like, no, it's you're you're making it like this. You know what I mean? Oh, I could, I could write so much about this. But anyways, when I first um, listened to the song, I sat down and I just cried because of how the lyrics, like, they're just so heartbreaking. And this is just so relatable to so many girls and women. And it's just really sad. Um, But this book that I was thinking of, was um not really like choosing to be in a relationship with an older man and then regretting it because I have never really read anything like that I don't really like age gap romances I think they're just weird that that's my personal opinion it just gives me icky feelings um but I was thinking of The Cellar by Natasha Preston when I heard this song but this is about a it's definitely a thriller and definitely check every trigger warning um for this book if you are interested in reading it just you know check trigger warnings but basically this young girl her name is summer she is kidnapped off the side of the road in her hometown she's taken back to the kidnapper's house and he puts her in his basement only to find that there are three other girls living down there who have also been kidnapped at some point. Um, one girl has had been there for like four years. Another girl had been there for like two years. And then another girl had been there for like a few months. I'm sorry about the cat, you guys. Um, but the cat, the kidnapper calls himself Clover. And he's so psychotic and weird that he has taken his time to stalk these girls and find his perfect flowers and he starts calling summer lily and he also has rose his violet and his poppy those are the other girls names and so um yeah but clover is definitely a um, serial killer who tries to purify the world by killing sex workers and then he makes the girls clean up their bodies but summer is trapped down there and clover steals every ounce of innocence from her and during this time she's down there she sees what happens if she tries to escape and basically never tries to escape But this book is scary, and I read it in high school, and I had many nightmares for months about this book, but I really loved it. 
I thought it was so good. Um, but yeah, anyways, the bridge of the song could have, should have, would have says, if clarity is in death, then why won't this die? Years of tearing down our banners, you and I. Living for the thrill of hitting you where it hurts. Give me back my girlhood. It was mine first. And the way that Taylor sings this, and she sounds so young, and her voice breaks when when she's like yelling, give me back my girlhood. It was mine first. Oh, it just... It made me feel all certain types of ways. It's just such a powerful song. And I feel like like a lot of girls can relate to this. Whether they chose to give themselves away to a relationship when they were young and regretted or chose not to give themselves away, you know? So that's that song. <laughs> okay. The last 3 a.m. track is called Dear Reader. And this song, Taylor Swift is giving advice about what to do, how to change yourself, what to do. But it also says in this song to not take advice from someone who's falling apart. She's kind of saying that she's the one that's falling apart, and but she's just giving this advice anyway because it's like she needs to do something. She just doesn't know what. But this song reminded me of Out of Love by Hazel Hayes. I've talked about this before. It's one of my top five favorite books of all time. This book is about a woman who is seeing her ex-boyfriend for the last time as he comes to the apartment to pick up the last of his things. And she reflects on their time together when her boyfriend fell out of love with her, when she and her boyfriend were having difficult times in their relationship, when they were in love. And then, like, when they first met, and then their first kiss, and then their... Anyways, but yeah, they... And I feel like it's one, um, it's just one advice book about how, what she could tell her past self if only she knew how things were going to end as she deals with, you know, post-breakup feels and just how it is when you break up with somebody or was when someone breaks up with you the lyrics say dear reader if it feels like a trap you're already in one dear reader get out your map pick somewhere and just run dear reader burn all the files desert all your past lives and if you don't recognize yourself that means you did it right and this kind of alludes to when back in 2009 when she had her big scandal and was it 2009 am I am I being it wasn't 2009 it was 2016 in 2016 when she had this big scandal with Kanye and the Kardashians and how she had to go into hiding for a while and then she came back with reputation and one of the lyrics in um, look what you made me do is oh, the old Taylor can't come to the phone right now. Why? Because she's dead. And so that's what that's alluding to. And then it goes to say, um, never take advice from someone who's falling apart, spilling out to you for free. But darling, darling, please, you wouldn't take my word for it if you knew who, who was talking, if you knew where I was walking, to a house, not a home, all alone, because nobody's there, where I pace in my pen and my friends found friends who care 
No one sees when you lose when you're playing solitaire. You should find another guiding light, guiding light, but I shine so bright. You should find another guiding light, guiding light, but I shine so bright. And um, I feel like this relates to Out of Love because she is, the whole book goes from the breakup to the before she even met her boyfriend and I feel like it's it's just a great kind of metaphor for how we look at ourselves and we see like how far we've come but also we've seen how all of the mistakes that we made in the past kind of led us to where we are whether that's in a good place or a bad place and how you know our actions do have consequences whether they're good or bad And Taylor Swift is saying how, like, her friends found friends who cared about them, how she just kind of fell off and kind of lost herself for a while, but then came back and started making music and kind of changed from, like, this Gatsby party life to what she's like today, which is a lot more humble and um, even after her reputation error, how she's still just, you know, she's just her. And she just had a lot of growing pains to go through to get to where she is today. So that is the last 3 a.m. track. But the last bonus track on the Lavender Edition is called Hits Different. And this is one of my favorite Taylor Swift songs, I think. It's just, it literally does hit different. It's so good. And I have seen fans of Taylor Swift be like yelling at her to put it on Spotify. But she's like, no, no, no. You have to go buy the album. If you don't have a CD player, go buy a CD player. Listen to it in your car. And so, yeah. But the lyrics are, they start out with, the lyrics are, I washed my hands of us at the club. You made a mess of me. I pictured you with other girls, then threw up on the street. Like waiting for a bus that never shows, you just start walking on. They say that if it's right, you know. Each bar plays our song. Nothing has ever felt so wrong. Oh my, love is a lie. Things my friends say to get me by. It hits different. It hits different this time catastrophic blues moving on was never easy for me to do it hits different it hits different because it's you and this reminded me of the love hypothesis by ali hazelwood this book is about olive who is a phd candidate student she um she had a boyfriend she didn't really like him they broke up she's totally moved on no hard feelings her best friend has a crush on this guy but doesn't want to get into a relationship with him because she doesn't want hazel you know the best friend code whatever you can't date your best friend's ex you know what i mean but hazel's trying to convince her friend that it's okay if you date him i don't care so instead of really stressing this she says oh no, it's fine because, like, I have a boyfriend and 
her friend is like, oh, really? Who? And then she's like, oh, actually, he's right here. And then she kisses the first guy that walks into the room, which happens to be a man named um, Adam, who is a professor at the school. And he's trying to get funding for his projects, but the, the school board is reluctant to give him this because they're afraid that he's not like serious about his position at their school he think they think that he wants to move to another school and so if they find like good proof that he's there to stay then they'll give him the money that he needs so she kisses him on accident and then after they kind of discuss what's going on they decide to enter a fake dating relationship so that Hazel's friend can feel comfortable going out with this guy and Adam can get the funding he needs for his research. Um, but they eventually start having real feelings for each other and even like their past relationships never really worked out. They were never really like interested in their past relationships. But with this one, there's just something about each other that just makes the other one a little more interested. It just hits a little different. And honestly, if the book is really cute. It wasn't my favorite, and I don't think I'll read another Allie Hazelwood book, but it was good. And um, I thought the chemistry between Olive and Adam in the like beginning, middle of the book was really cute and the ending when you find out like Adam has actually had a crush on all um Hazel for years and you just find out and you're like oh that's so cute that's that was good but yeah okay so this has been such a fun episode two-part episode for me to do and I'm so thankful for everyone who listened let me know what you thought if you agree with me, if you don't agree with me, um, what books you might have thought of when you listened to the songs, how, um, what you think about the songs, how you feel about Taylor Swift's, um, new album, and if you want to donate a couple concert tickets, let me know. So, yeah, um, I am on socials, you can find me at on Instagram, on TikTok. I'm redoing my my TikTok um, to be a little different, so I, like, deleted all of my videos except for one. And so bear with me as I get that thought out. But, yeah, thank you all listening so much, and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye! Oh, and thanks for coming to my library. Thank you.